0: Hi, I'm Rob. (laughs) Tale number 38, gigantic oyster. Do you know what cryptozoology is? It's the study of like unknown animals or legendary animals like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. And I think today's tale could be classified as a cryptozoology tale, at least initially. So in 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, and it was devastating. And the news was covering this like 24 hours a day. So I was watching the news and seeing what was happening, and there was a shot of... What looked like, um, it kind of looked like a river, but I think it was just like the streets of New Orleans, and water was just flowing through it. And there was all this debris, like cars, pieces of houses, just everything is being washed away. And I notice what looks like a gigantic oyster floating in the water, and it's being washed away just like everything else. And when I say giant, it's huge. It looked like, you know, the size of like maybe a small car, like the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. It was humongous. And I was like, is there a species of gigantic oyster that I've never heard about? So, you know, this is 2005. The internet is is there. It's not as crazy as it is now, so there's not nearly as much information. But I go online and start trying to find out if there are giant oysters. And there is a species of gigantic clam in like the South Pacific that gets four feet wide, but not as big as what I'm seeing. And also... This thing looks like an oyster, like the kind of oyster you would eat if you were in New Orleans. I keep looking around the internet and I actually find a message board where someone else has noticed this giant oyster. This person had been watching the same news show that I was watching and spotted the oyster in the water. And And this was not a message board about like oyster enthusiasts or wildlife. It was uh, a news message board. This person that noticed the oyster, they started a thread on this message board. So I created an account and posted that I had also noticed the oyster shell. And this person sent me their email address, and we started communicating. It was a guy named Tom. So Tom and Rob started talking about how we could figure out what it was we were actually seeing in this video. So what I was thinking was there's a giant oyster sitting at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico, and the hurricane somehow stirs it up and pushes it into New Orleans. And so we're seeing either this rare or unknown species of oyster for the first time. Tom agreed with that, but he was leaning really hard into new species of oyster, or maybe a new animal altogether that science had never seen before. He thought a discovery had been made. I'm more skeptical than that. I thought there might be something else to explain this. But we both wanted to solve this mystery. And we decided the best thing would be to send the video to an expert, like someone with the Department of Natural Resources or a biologist, someone that knew a lot about oysters. And again, this was 2005. News companies were not posting everything that they did on the internet. And actually, it was pretty hard to get video onto the internet. I think YouTube had just launched, but it wasn't really popular or I didn't know about it. And so the process of getting the video off of live television to the internet was pretty complicated. Tom had to sit there and watch the news until it came on again. And he had his camcorder hooked into his TV and he recorded the live feed of the news onto his video camera. And then he was able to transfer the video from his camera to his computer. And then we could put it up in like a Dropbox where you could download the video. So now we have our video file We sent it to a couple of biologists who studied oysters, and we also posted back on the original message board thread, um, because some people had expressed interest in seeing it there, and some of them were in New Orleans, so we were hoping maybe it had been spotted again. The biologists got back to us very quickly, and they were not impressed. The video just wasn't good enough to make any conclusions, and since oysters do not get the size of cars, they said, this is a sculpture or something, this isn't real. This really rubbed Tom the wrong way. He got mad. He thought they were jealous and that they were going to go out there and discover this thing without us. And he even threatened to sue them if they ever did that. And it made me really uncomfortable. So at this point, I decided to kind of back away. I was okay with just, you know, dropping it. But then Tom reached out again. He apologized and he actually wanted to call me. We had just been communicating by email at that time. And so he called me, and we talked, and he seemed like a nice guy. And he was like, you know, let's try and send it to some more people. We sent it to some local people, but maybe there were people elsewhere. And I was like, sure, that sounds like a good idea. And so he sent it to more people. And, you know, we kept in touch, and he started kind of having some weird ideas about the oyster. He started talking about how animals with bigger brains are more intelligent. So he was like, you know, we might be dealing with an intelligent oyster, but, you know, oysters, like, don't have a central nervous system. They don't have a brain. I mean... They're very different from people, um, which is not to take anything away from them. I'm just using it to illustrate how far Tom had taken this thing in his mind. And I'm not trying to say that it is far-fetched that there are animals out there that are more intelligent than we think. We underestimate wildlife all the time. But Tom was taking it like a step further. Like he was talking a lot about how maybe they communicated and how maybe people could communicate with them. And all of it seemed to be less about the oyster than Tom being the person that discovered the giant magic oyster. And I didn't see any harm in his idea, and I thought as soon as, you know, some more experts weighed in, he would probably drop his theory. And then, this biologist that he contacted in Germany wrote back and said, oysters are an understudied animal. And, you know, sure, there's a possibility that, like, in the deep ocean, there's a gigantic oyster species that's never been discovered that this hurricane somehow brought into New Orleans. And I was like, wow, maybe Tom's right. This biologist goes on to talk about how, you know, oysters don't have a central nervous system, but they do have a nervous system. It's more decentralized. And with an oyster so large, it's possible that they will behave very different from the oysters that we're familiar with. They might be more complex beings, which is basically another way of saying what Tom had said, that they may be more intelligent. Pretty incredible. And Tom is like really jazzed. And we talk about it that night. And I'm like, let's think about some follow-up questions, like what we can do next. And Tom's already thinking about like, you know, we need to contact the Discovery Channel. They might want to do a documentary. And you know, that's Tom again, thinking really big. I'm not really thinking that big yet, but it is very exciting. This thing that we thought might kind of be true seems like it's really possible. And then I don't hear from Tom for a couple days, and I have some questions for this biologist from Germany. Like, if you read about oysters in the U.S., they're found on the coast. They live in shallow water. And actually, while researching this episode, I learned there are deep water oysters, but at the time, I didn't know that. And so I wanted to ask this biologist some questions about the oysters. But I didn't have his contact information, so I went back to the email. This is the email, you know, where the biologist, like, confirmed Tom's suspicions that we might be looking at a giant, intelligent oyster, which had been forwarded to me by Tom. And there I see this Yahoo email address that belongs to the biologist. For whatever reason, I noticed that there is a message below the original message. And it's like, you know, if someone replies to an email you sent, you can see your original message... Below their reply. So you have like the new reply, and then under it is the message that you had sent them. But it's an email from Tom to the biologist. And it's almost the same message that the biologist replied with. The wording is very different, but the ideas are the same. It's possible that this is an unknown oyster, and because it's huge, it could be more intelligent or complex. So Tom wrote a message to the biologist. And the biologist replied with the same message, just worded differently. And then Tom forwarded that to me. And I'm just really confused. I can't think of a reason why you would do that. Why would you send a message to somebody and they reply with the same message? But then I remember this biologist was German, and I didn't know any of the conversations that Tom had had with him prior to that email. And so maybe Tom was helping him, you know, get it right in English. And so I decided just to, you know, drop it. But then I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I thought about it all night, and I was like, I'm just going to ask him about it. It's no big deal. And so the next day, I wrote Tom an email and just, you know, pointed out that I could see both messages and that they were basically the same message and I was just curious what was going on. And Tom never wrote me back again, ever. I tried to call him, no luck there. I think he blocked my number. And I emailed the biologist. He never replied, and I couldn't find anyone with the name of the biologist Anywhere on Facebook or anything like that. This whole oyster thing was just done. Never heard from him again. It was over. And there was never an announcement made about the discovery of a new species of giant oyster. No documentary was made, nothing like that. As far as I could tell, Tom never posted anything about the giant oyster on the internet ever again. I never saw anything else about it anywhere. So here's what I think happened Tom knew I was skeptical of his idea of a giant, intelligent oyster, so he needed an expert to confirm it. And so he invented that expert, a German biologist. He created a Yahoo account for this biologist, and then crafted this message to convince me that what he had said about the oyster was correct. And I guess he basically wrote like an outline, and then rewrote it to make it sound more like it wasn't him. And somehow in that process, he made an error, and I was able to see the outline why did Tom do this? That's another question. Um, I have no idea, but I think either he was just trolling me, just having fun, or maybe he was going to like trick someone into trying to make a documentary about it because he had mentioned that. Um, or maybe he was going to like ask me for money at some point, like maybe to help finance a documentary, or maybe he would try and get me to send money to the fake biologist to, you know, do more research or something like that. And so, yeah, I will never know exactly what Tom was doing. Um, as far as I was concerned, that was the end of this saga of the giant oyster. But then at some point, a few months after this, I went and looked at the original message board thread. Tom had not replied to it at all, but it was still there. And someone else had replied and they actually recognized the giant oyster. It was from like a marine life themed play area that had been built at a museum or something. And they had a giant oyster and a giant blue crab and maybe a shrimp or something like that. Just local, important wildlife. A playground, essentially, where kids could climb around and play on these giant, photorealistic marine animals. Sounds like a neat place, and it's very sad that the hurricane destroyed it. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title of the podcast. Our theme music is by Mitchell Hardidge. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you.